Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio and on SBNationRadio.com, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. All right, I'm going to make you some money right away. I'm not going to wait. We're not going to look at anything in state by state, although congratulations to the state of Colorado for getting it, and hopefully more will follow suit here. But there are a couple of easy ones you can pinpoint right now ahead of the 93rd Academy Awards, where, as you may or may not know, you can globally bet on this. Now, I'll save you for the specials like who the next leader will be in North Korea and when will Broadway theaters open again But as far as one slam dunk, and here's the beauty of it. There are so many people up for Best Actor and the 93rd Academy Awards that the odds, even right there at the top, are going to return upwards to 600 to 650 back. And that's where we start with Tom Hanks. Now, there's some things happening in the world of sports we'll get to in five minutes. But Tom Hanks, two things happened that will lock this in. And it's no knock on Gary Oldman or... Adam Driver, George Clooney. I'm, I'm only reading names. Idris Elba, who's a plus 2,000. I'm only reading names of actor Javier Bardem. Denzel, I guess, is up as well at plus 2,800. But nobody really is close outside of maybe Gary Oldman to Tom Hanks. There's going to be two things that will factor into him winning Best Actor. And you heard it here first. You can place this wager now on the open market. The only thing you'll have to worry about, like stocks or any other futures wagers, how many other people are going to get up on this and drive that price down from plus 650 to probably plus 350 by the time this thing's all said and done. Hanks played Mr. Rogers. It's an iconic role. I'm not a big Hanks fan. You can't say that anymore because of what he went through with the coronavirus. So, you know, the fact that he did what he did with his antibodies and his helping, that's great. So no knock there at all. But Mr. Rogers himself, that's an iconic role. And from what I was told, the guy played it pretty well. It was a blowout-like type performance compared to some of these other ones. The other thing, as I just mentioned, is the guy got COVID-19 in Australia. He was quarantined with his wife, and it was a major story because he, alongside Idris Elba, but that's not going to help him bump up any bit, Hanks, at one point, was the celebrity associated with the virus. And it hasn't gone away by any means. It's still going to be a talking point. It's still going to be something that people are discussing. So that factored in with the iconic role that he played, I'm telling you, Money in the bank. You want to go take some long shot plus 1400 on George Clooney? Go ahead. Irresponsible bet. Same way on Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. They're all grouped together, these guys. Elba, Barnum, all of them. Washington. Even Bill Murray slides his way in there alongside Josh Brolin and Bradley Cooper at plus 3300 There's no value. All the value is at the favorite here. It happens a lot, right, when you look at futures where you're going to get a positive return on this. This is it. Tom Hanks, plus 650, best actor, 93rd Academy Awards. 
He knocked out the box here with Fred Rogers. And on top of that, it's not a sympathy story. It's a real story when it comes to it. At Shander Show is how you get me on Twitter. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show if you're watching live, of course, on the stream. Ron Culver's in the house at Ron2N Culver's for him. And as mentioned, we've got a bunch here as we head into the weekend. All right, we'll get back in a minute and open everything up. Beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, we hit the weekend and there's no NFL draft. It's the return of the last dance. It's been a topic of conversation. Uh, don't forget the, about the Ocho. What's the Ocho? You don't know what the Ocho is? No. Have you never watched the Ocho? Have you seen the movie Dodgeball? I've seen basketball. Oh yeah, I no, thought it dodge. was uh, I thought it was basketball, but I guess no. it's dodgeball. Dodgeball, right? You when sure you basketball talk- never had the Ocho first and they ripped it off? I have no idea. Okay, I couldn't tell. You. I just remember I know it's popular through uh, the movie Dodgeball because that's how you know you can see it on the Ocho. Well, every once in a while, usually it's August um, on August eighth. ESPN will change their programming to the Ocho. Which is just all the most ridiculous, yes. wild, fringe sporting yeah. events you can find. Which is basically like a YouTube rabbit hole. I mean, I could spend three oh, hours on YouTube going down that. I mean, you know, the, what they have coming up is uh, fantastic. Well, and, here's uh, the thing. Can I they, bet on it? No, because it's all uh, pre taped. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Now, they did this, uh, they did this uh, at the beginning of quarantine. If we can say that at the beginning of quarantine. It was like, you know, five years ago. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm keeping receipts here. I've been in this sucker nearly two months. I don't know about you. PA, we were ahead of this thing up in the Northeast. New York wasn't North yeah, Jersey, wasn't. That's what but, I'm saying. About five years ago when we started quarantine. Yeah, five years for me. Maybe like six months for you. Oh, well, you know what? Six months, five years. What's the difference? The virus didn't get to you guys yet in Houston. By, by the time we were all here. locked up. Still isn't here. We're still waiting for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they did this a couple of weeks ago where they just did all the programming on Saturday because ESPN was like, "What do we do?" Uh, and they're bringing it back, and it literally, I think it's the same thing it was uh, last Saturday. So if you have ESPN on your local cable or your uh, basic cable uh, package. It'll be the Ocho starting at uh, noon tomorrow. All right. Well, I, I tell you Eastern. what, and as, you can as watch, I. Uh, some of the events that you'll have is professional arm wrestling, which I can't watch because I'm always afraid someone's, you're just going to watch an arm snap, right? Yeah, I, I'm out on um, that. There's dodge juggle. There's What's uh, dodge juggle? You, somebody's uh, juggling, and somebody else is throwing dodgeballs at them, and they have to dodge it. I thought okay. that was pretty self-explanatory there. Is right? that, well, is this regional to an area in the country, the world? Probably. I mean, I, uh, yeah, but I feel like that should be, you know, Norwegian dodgeballing or jumping, no, whatever it I, is. This is, I mean, you'll see Americans in there. Okay. Oh, got, so this is uh, international competition. People will train for no wherever idea. they are. I have no idea who's involved in this. Okay. I will tell you this. Um, one that I highly recommend is the Gels Marble Runs. Oh, I've seen this. And not only have I seen this, so this must have been, it's crazy, the things you bring up that connect to something that I've done or thinking about or want to do. 
And, and you want to do pe- this. Well, no, it's not want. We've done this. So here's the thing, because you mentioned it's pre-taped. So the Gels Marble thing that you mentioned, they have their new circuit, like an F1 circuit. And what it is is basically equivalent to the F1 type with different tracks and different races and the same competitors in it racing marbles. And it's basically marbles, if you haven't seen it. And they start from the top. And then once they hit the bottom of this loop track that goes all around, there's this mechanism that brings the marbles all the way back up. And then they start again. So they go nine laps. And it's really difficult to handicap because we watch through. So I must have done this before you and I started working here on this show Monday through Friday. It must have been with, like, John Bellmer or something during the weekend. Okay. Where we – I had odds, and we went through this, and we shared a screen on the Twitch stream of what the video looks like. And we actually tried to handicap this based on one race that we looked at, you know, through the break. And then we talked about it for, I'd say we got about like an hour. I'm sure you're not shocked that I could get an hour out of racing marbles, but we got a lot. We got a lot of, because there were so many different elements to it. I'm actually interested to see that. But then again, I've already seen the race because we bet on it. Well, this is the 2019 So it's a replay. I don't know if it's a replay or if it's brand new. No, know. because the one that raced, the the newest one that raced is already in the books because they had odds for it. And again, it, it this is a specific circuit. They created, there's this big YouTube channel and a huge community that watches this, and they created the F1 channel, which is a okay. sub-league, if you will, of the whole thing. That's how I know all about this is because at one point in the quarantine, there was nothing. You know, they shut down everything, and we were looking for stuff with odds, and then, boom, all of a sudden, this thing popped up. And I was like, wait, what? A marble league? I tell you, the most difficult thing about this from a betting standpoint is watching. Have you seen the video of this? Well, which one? The one I've seen. The marble races. The one I've seen where it's kind of set up like the Olympics. Well, there are stands and marbles in the stands, you mean, yeah. and they have the track? Yeah, and they do, and they have certain events. There's like the sprint marble, then they have the cross-country event that's at the very end. No, so this that's what I'm saying. So the one I'm talking about specifically is not a series of events. It's one race. It's, it's like an F1 race, and they just have a circuit within the bigger, the bigger circuit is what I'm saying. So this specific one that I saw is just one track. And you race through that track nine laps. And it's like... Well, how do you keep the marble rolling? Well, that's the thing. Because picture it, right? And I'll do this. I'll bring it up on the share screen as well for people to see this. But what happens is I'll do my best to create this theater of the mind here. Back when we didn't have Twitch and the stream channel. So what happens is the marbles start on top of the track. And it's like one of those old Hot Wheels tracks that you would build. And they go around, they go down, and when they get to the bottom, it's like a mechanism, like an escalator, if you will, where the marble goes uh, one okay. by one. So it's like the, um, I know what you're talking about, like, you, you'll see them in the mall in those kiosks where yep. the penguins are yep. plopping up one at a time, and then they Absolutely. go back around. Yeah, yep. I got you. So whoever gets there first, first come, first serve for your slot. And when you get back up at the top right, well, of the ramp, it's the same boom, thing. there you go. But watch this one because they do a whole series of different events. There's okay. that one. The best one is the cross country, and there's a announcer talking about it, uh, talking his way through it the entire time. But they well, do yes, this, they do this cross country one where it literally they set up this course outside, and this is a long course, and they race this marble from the top of the hill down to the bottom. 
And it's going over bridges. It's going. They have like little uh, forks in the road. Yeah, that's if you the, will. That's the thing is you you actually have a lot of things that'll bump in the marble, yeah. like stop the marble, even on a yep. straight track where it goes down. It's it's crazy the depths. That it's, you can go with this. What I find fascinating about it is that it's just literally somebody just rolling marbles down a, a, a track or, a, you know, something that they made. But it's fascinating. You, like, you can't stop watching because it's actual a race. And right. you find yourself pulling for a marble. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll keep, I'll, <laughs> I can't make any promises, but I'll do my best on Monday to have some recap of one of the Ocho well, programs. It's, it's Saturday night. 8.30 p.m. So there's Again, your, I can't make any... No, I'm working... Your, there's, there's I'm work 6 to 9. Well, Eastern. you can have it on your TV. You can have it while you're watching. That only works when it's like live in-game betting with the XFL. You can do in-game betting for marbles. Come <laughs> Not on. Not on pre-recorded programming. People will accuse me of already being a charlatan. <laughs> you want to be any worse? Now it's like snake oil salesman times you 10. You don't have to tell them it's pre-recorded. Uh, it's true. It's true. Let's Although, I, if I didn't know... Marble, live marble odds. Live odds. I need to get them or maybe just create them. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, here we go. Question, and I'm going to put this out here as well. I, I threw it out on Twitter earlier, but I'm sure at some point in your life, and let's just tease it because I want to come back to this. There's something we're going to do coming up next segment. 1140, we'll chat with Brad Blanks. He's back, and I know he wants to make sure and remind everybody that he nailed that Jalen Hurts under 55 and a half pick. But have you ever... Ron, I'll start with you. Have you ever purposely or inadvertently, by mistake, spoiled a show for somebody? I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, I, I saw your tweet. I'm trying to think. I know I've never perp. Well, see, you're on the radio, and a lot of times you may say something. Well, I always say spoiler alert, and you know, and I and I jokingly will say spoiler alert on a movie that's ten years old. Or like, like you know, I'll, talk, I'll talk about Empire Strikes Back and say, you know, when Darth Vader says Luke's, Luke's your father, you know, hopefully I didn't spoil that for anybody. Okay, so this is this is my question on this. There are two I, things that are going to happen. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, is there an age limit? Because if I were younger, I might have spoiled something. No, I, I don't think there's an age limit <laughs> this, at all. Does it no, count? I mean, like, if, if you're if 16 would... years old and you burst into, you know, somebody's house and say, the butler did it. I don't think that's, you know, statute of limitations. Okay, so that, that's spoiling. I, well, see, I don't, hmm. I'll did that th happen? Did no. you kick your neighbor's door in and say no, the No, because I'm always, I'm always conscientious about it because I want people to have the same surprise feeling that I had. Okay, so this is the question that I have. And, and I'm wondering, we're, again, live on the stream at Shander Show, at Ron Tuens Culver on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Everything is out the window right now in this pandemic that we're going, these quarantine times that we're living in everything everything's changed 2020 even before the pandemic hit this was a crazy ass year for everybody involved on the planet so with that said things have changed rules have changed you're now able to grow your hair out you, you can shower you know two times a week and the only person that cares is the person that lives with you uh, all these things your eating habits have changed everything has changed i wonder if the spoiler thing has changed only because now, think about this, so many people are using this time, and rightfully so, and I commend them for it, for ingesting and consuming more television, good television, of course, but they're using this time, these periods of quarantine and stay-the-hell-home times, to catch up on shows that they never watched. So normally, if we're in regular life, 
and you haven't seen Breaking Bad, or you haven't seen The Wire, or you haven't seen The Sopranos, or you haven't seen Oz, or you haven't seen Game of Thrones, assuming now that you don't have HBO, all those shows, or others, it doesn't matter, Banshee, not that there's some crazy ending on that show, although it's a really awesome show. I, th- I feel like now, and I'll use Ron Culver as an example, Ron could tell me right now there's no way in you-know-what that I'm going to watch The Wire, even though I've never seen The Wire, although I have a lot more time right now during the pandemic. But there are going to be people out there like Ron who have never seen a show like The Wire, and there is a pretty big shocking reveal kind of halfway through it that it would ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. And normally I feel like the response, and I hear you already, normally I hear like the response would be, look, I'm not going to watch it. I've got kids, I've got work, I've got life, I need ball practice to shopping, all these other things. I, I don't have time. But now, all of a sudden, everybody has time. Every If you have time to watch The Ocho Saturday night, you damn sure have time to start up The Wire or Breaking Bad. Is that not a fair assessment, do you think? Like, I wouldn't, I know you haven't seen The Wire, and I and I don't know what, your day-to-day is now as it's changed for everybody right now. But, no, and I'm not even talking about D'Angelo on the Twitch stream. There's a much bigger one here. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I am talking to you yeah, first. I haven't seen the people we- Right, and people weighing in on Twitch, at twitch.tv slash Shander Show, uh, about one person who goes early in the show. And I'm saying, no, there's a bigger reveal. But don't. I, I feel like normally, and this is the last I'll say, because I know you want to jump in real quick before we break, but normally, Ron, if... We were talking about a television show, and The Wire came up. I would mention this reveal and not even care. Oh, it's 15 years ago. Come on. If you haven't seen it now, you're not. But right. everything has changed now, and I think that a lot of people would go back and see it. So I don't want to be the spoiler now with old well, shows. Well, here's the deal, right? Because I haven't seen it because I, you know, I still really don't have HBO. I don't need it. If I life, emailed right? you the no, no, videos. No, no, no. Like, if, if I got I, you the videos. If you and I were having just a casual conversation, obviously we're not going to do this on the air because you don't want hate mail. But if you and I were having a casual conversation, when did The Wire come out 15 years ago? Um, 2000, so yeah. So, so about 20 years ago. You could tell me the reveal. I wouldn't know it's a reveal. 2002. In what sense? You could say that, you know, this character did this. Or no, this it's, this. it's the death of a character. The, and death, it's a, or the death of a character. I wouldn't know that was a big reveal. That was a big thing. No, but I'm saying that the, there's more of a chance now that you might watch it. You ah, see what I'm I saying? Don't know. But you, I, don't, I knew about Game of Thrones forever. I knew what happened to. Um, but you weren't uh, quarantined. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. I think no, but that's my I point. Here's, here's, I think no, it does matter. No, here, no, this is the point. I didn't get into Game of Thrones until just before season eight was going to be released, and I already knew that uh, what's his butt was going to die. Uh, the the I see, I can remember the names now. The first king of the North, Sean Bean. Yeah, well, he died at the end of season one. Yeah, I knew that he was going to die, even though I started watching it anyways. Now I know that was the big cliffhanger for season one. I've known that forever. But I still yeah, watched it. But anybody who's who's read the book knows that as well. Like well, that. Who reads? Well, I tell you, a lot of people. When you talk about game, Game of Thrones truthers are worse than baseball purists. At Shander Show, at Ron's Two End Culver, Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. I think the quarantine makes a big difference for spoiling old shows. It's the second level. <laughs>
listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So the other part of the whole spoil thing is that the Kobe Bryant episodes were leaked. And they're not Kobe Bryant episodes by any means. They're episodes that feature or guest star or have Kobe really appear in The Last Dance. These two episodes coming up this weekend. And the emphasis on Kobe being in them clearly a million times more now than it was before he tragically died in that helicopter accident. So the focus will always be on Michael Jordan first, and then they trickle down from his betting to the Bulls to the finals to just moving on from that year and focusing on some history as well that Jordan will tell some stories and anecdotes. And then the people around him, from Phil to Scotty to Dennis to Ho to a bunch of other people from the Paxons to the Kerrs. But seeing, and this is what fascinates me about this documentary, Ken Burns' criticisms, valid as they may be aside, but what really strikes me as fascinating television is watching Michael. You're basically watching a story, The Last Dance, but think of it like a video game where you can do that player lock if you're playing against somebody, you can lock on a player. Or if you're playing against the computer, sometimes it'll allow you to do that as well. NBA games more so than like a football game. Soccer games, sometimes you can do that. But you can lock on a player. And you're on that player the entire game. And the camera and everything focuses on that player the entire game. And essentially what we're watching is a documentary about a team with the player lock on the most fascinating, entertaining and challenging of a personality in Michael Jordan. And then you see just how far Jordan stretches and all of these random to maybe not so random encounters with people who have their own gigantic mountain of celebrity. Some you didn't realize that at the time because they were simply too young or they weren't big enough. And then others were. And you think, wow, Jordan, look who he's bumping shoulders with. Or, wow, did you see that? That little small interaction with a young Kobe Bryant watching this or you know, seeing a young Jalen Rose with the Pacers and that monster of an Indiana squad coached by Bird on the sidelines there with Reggie Miller and was a Mullen on the team as well. A bunch of Mark Jackson going up against Jordan and the Bulls in the East and just seeing all of these people now who we are so familiar with that have gone on to do huge things and are staples in media like Rose, for example, and watching how big Michael Jordan was to not just be above it, but to dwarf it, to truly dwarf it. Now, I don't know what the specifics are in this, but I do know that you have to either have, like there are three reasons why in my head Michael Jordan would turn down $100 million for a two-hour appearance. And this is according to his former agent, David Falk, who was on locally in New York City, and said that Jordan, he lined up a $100 million endorsement deal for Jordan and was turned down, even though all Jordan had to do was make a two-hour appearance for the announcement. So one reason is he's in the middle of something gambling-related, poker game, something like that. Nuh-uh. Do- doesn't, 
Sorry. Have them move the shoot or have them move the speech or have them move whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, uh, Mike, I'm sorry. We can't. They're locked in. They've got a ton of crowd there, people there. They've got advertisers, the cameras, TV, everything. No, sorry. I've got my poker game with Magic and Charles. I can't swing it. Sorry. Or he did not like at all. Like he clearly was anti whatever it was that he had to do and appear for. Now, I know he's quoted with that famous saying, Republicans buy sneakers too, and he's always been accused of not speaking out enough, whether or not you believe or think that's valid, as somebody who never really used his platform for political slash social change like we've seen more modern athletes today. I don't know if that would hold up with him saying, but again, he can do it. It's not like he would never say no to something. Or two, maybe just looked at him and been like, I don't need it. <laughs> maybe just got, he's like, I don't feel like doing it. You know what? I, I don't need to do that. And it's not because he has so much money, but it's a power play. It's just more of a power play against the world, right? I mean, we've that story came out about Michael Jordan making Horace Grant go up to his room and get a $5 bill that he lost to MJ in a bet. And MJ came back and said, that's my trophy. That's what I have over you. This little piece of bill, this note, this paper with ink on it that says five, as meaningless and as little as that is for you and I, this is my trophy over you. Wouldn't this be the third option? Wouldn't that be just a statement to the world? All right. Who else is in? Like, this is the complete opposite, right? Not the all-in challenge, but the all-out challenge. Like, who's next? Bill Gates is going to turn down an appearance for $300 million? I don't even know who would command that type. Who right now? LeBron James? All right, L, you, you think you're better than me, LeBron? I turned down $100 million for two hours. Go ahead, you're up. You think it's... You, you want to talk about knocking down shots? You want to talk about dunking on people? Uh-uh. Let's talk about real life. I turned down $100 million for two hours. Brad Blank's next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, the last time we spoke with Brad Blanks, at Brad Blanks on Twitter, most importantly Instagram, where you can see some of the best possibly in the world from what I've seen, Interviews from all of the stars, Ricky Gervais and beyond, of all things happening right now. Interviewer to the stars, Brad Blanks. Also, NFL draft prognosticator. We can add to his title because he joined us day one going into the NFL draft. And we spoke about one bet that Brad brought up, credit to him, joining us now on the Progressive Guest Line, about Jalen Hurts. And it, the number was 55 and a half. And I was laughing alongside Brad because neither one of us could figure out how Jalen Hurts would slide past 55 and a half, technically 56. Well, never in a million years, Mr. Blanks, did I think that my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, would draft Jalen Hurts and create a quarterback controversy for the ages. First and foremost, well done, sir. You nailed the bet. 
Oh, I nailed the bet, but I've got to tell you. So we're at uh, 52, right? Uh, 52 goes down. I've got three more slots to go. <laughs> so it was under 55 and a half, right? Yes. At that stage, my, my bet was even money, right? So, you know, I, you know, I'm giving a little bit of big, big to the bookie. Um, put it on with my friends at Points Bet. They were very good. The line had come in. It had come down. So it was a hot bet. Um, but it, it didn't turn into a hot bet. This bet was probably... A hundred to one for him to get those three slots. If you, would you agree? Like there was no way he was going to fill fifty three, fifty four, or fifty five. I think the, yeah. the next team, next team went for a uh, defensive guy, and then uh, pick fifty five was a running back. Uh, so, um, and the and, Eagles and, had three wide receivers you could point to that they needed on the board that they yeah. should have drafted. <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact that I won a bet and it was so controversial and and. I mean, I said 100 to 1. I'm probably being kind. In your opinion, what would have you said for the Eagles to have drafted uh, a quarterback, one, and two, this this, uh, this quarterback? What, what, what odds would you give that? I, I'm, honestly, Brad, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like plus 5,000. Something. It, wow. It's the bottom. You know when you have the list, the long list, sometimes the bookies just like yeah. to throw a couple in there? That's the throw. Eagles yeah. are at plus 5,000 just to get people talking about it. No, I never oh. thought that would happen at all. And here you are sweating it out, thinking, oh, my yeah. goodness, like everybody thought it wasn't going to happen. And Hurt slides in there, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. 53. So how do you go? your week been in processing that of course you know as a great sports prognosticator and an eagles guy how do you discuss that and also you've got to throw in as you mentioned uh, just before the whole love and rogers thing so you got your own quarterback uh, right. issue with your favorite team and then you've got the bigger issue that's become national with the love and rogers story well here's the thing thanks to you i took the bet I went out there and, and I took that bet. So I was riding it just like you. And, and I didn't really publicly talk about that because locally here in Philadelphia, be it the local radio show or the column that I write, uh, my emotions came out way more as an Eagles fan than as a sports better. And it kind of hurts my credibility if I justify a move that not a lot of people like by saying, well, look, at least I won money, right? Yes. Awesome. Don't worry. I think you're a fine journalist. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm not a journalist. I, I don't break news. All right. You're more of a journalist than me. Come on, man. I'm not a journalist either. I had Jewel um, meditate with me the other day, and I told her my body got tingly after she meditated with me through Zoom. I'm not a journalist. I don't even know what I'm doing. Wait a second. Just, I, yeah, that was pretty good, too. What happened? I, I had no idea. See, here we are. We're, we're about to talk about billions. It returns. You already have some insight on this fantastic show, and you drop a nugget that you were meditating with Jewel on Zoom. Yeah, so I zoomed into her living room, which was, you know, uh, a little a little bit exciting in itself, you know, the fact that I could Zoom. Like, if, if you told me, uh, the 22-year-old version of me, that I'd be Zooming into jules living room virtually i don't know what you would have called it back in the late 90s and i was in there but she actually had the camera off which in some ways made it a little bit more seductive um but halfway through the uh, interview she asked me if she'd like to meditate with me and take some deep breaths and i said yeah wh why not jules let's let's do this um and because uh, she's into meditation and the interview was about a a movie she's made with Deepak Chopra called the ah. the, uh, the Mindfulness Movement. So there was a, a bit to it, but I, I tell you what, I felt like Forrest Gump 
you know when he first got tingly with Jenny? Yes. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, that's how it felt for me. Unbelievable. Now, did you have any type of interaction (laughs) or interview with anybody on Billions ahead of this Sunday's return? Yeah, I caught up with Dollar Bill. Yeah, I love Dollar Bill. You know, he's played by Kelly O'Coin, uh, a great actor, one of your typical New York actors. That's you know he's been on Law and Order six yeah, different times. Great. Yeah, he's he's very good. So, and I love that guy. You want more of his storyline in in the show, which is tough to do because they, they run about eight different storylines throughout a one episode, and it's a fantastic show. And it, you know, it's funny. Like, like I'm longing for this show now because I'm I'm getting sort of. I'm getting binged out with a lot of stuff, you know, like I'm, 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 st- I'm still just finishing up Money Heist the first season. I enjoy it, but, you know, uh, it's, it's not as, for me, it's not as good as Billions. I, I love Billions, so um, well, that's going to be good fun. Let, let's look at this, because I hear so much about Billions. Admittedly, I, it's just because of time, and now we all have time times 10 here. We're chatting with Brad Blanks, at Brad Blanks, on Twitter and Instagram, everything. I imagine the Jewel Zoom is up on Instagram, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put I put the Jewel up last night as awesome. uh, as I was trying to yeah I was trying to bet on Australian horse racing at about one a.m. and I'm doing a bit of yeah putting editing and all that sort of stuff. But this is the life we lead now, Aiden. Yeah, I can't. This this is you right now. It's one a.m. You're cutting up a Zoom interview with Jewel while betting on Australian horse racing. I want your yeah, life. And you love the. The name of the racetrack's called Wagga Wagga. It's an Aboriginal name. Um, it's a little town, actually, in country New South Wales. And I, I, I struck a few winners. But, it's, look, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you win the last bet before you fall asleep. So Great way to put it, last, man. I won the last bet, and I went to bed and woke up. Didn't, didn't, didn't blow up the family savings. So that, that's pretty good. But um, I'm well, trying to figure out how to, I, I'm trying to figure out how to have a bet tomorrow on uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones is going for the world record, um, you know, deadlift tomorrow yes, yes. noon. Well, okay, so well, let, you... let's trade bets. I, I want to do this because I have a thought on something we can bet on on the global market. But before that, Brad, I'm just curious if you can do this for the audience because it's – there are so much things – there are so many things, pardon me, going on on TV that people watch and have the opportunity to watch, especially now – I admittedly haven't seen Billions, and I am going to catch up based on uh, what you've mentioned and others have. What separates it? What makes it such a top? Because I've heard, oh, you've got to watch Billions, got to watch Billions, yeah. and everybody's so busy, but now in the pandemic, we actually have time to slow down. All right, I'm going to give you what it is. It's not, it's not a Sopranos. It's not a Mad Men. It's not what The Wire. It's not in that top echelon of television. I call it... Uh, male soap opera. It's a man's soap opera. There you go. It's seeing um, an ultra-wealthy guy in Bobby Axelrod who still, you know, he, he wants to be a man of the people, yet he's so obscenely wealthy He and he fights to keep this wealth that he verges on being evil at the time, but you're weirdly rooting for him. You want him to do well, and he goes up against Paul Giamatti, who's a fantastic actor, and he plays Chuck Rhodes, the district attorney that wants to put Bobby Axelrod in jail. So um, it's this tussle uh, of two men, which I, I'm sure that the critics had called something like that Shakespearean or something like that. But, <laughs> but that's what you're seeing. You're watching um, the, the tussle of two men fight for power. But I mean, I just, I mean, and you're a numbers man. I love hearing the stories of how hedge funds make money and 
they're all schemes and capers you know, from a storytelling point of view. So that's why I'm attracted to that show. Awesome, Brad. I see a lot of people needed that just because it's one thing to hear, hey, you have to watch it, you have to watch it, but you get some depth to it. All right, let's start with... It's a with... soap opera. It's a, so- it's a soap opera. Hey, it's like, great. Like a... Yeah. Good exactly. acting. Not... Yeah, exactly. All right, so what's the... The mountain is going up now. Uh, it's a deadlift competition, right? Yeah, he's got to break uh, uh, 1,100 pounds uh, to deadlift that. And, um, look, I'm sure he's done it in the gym last week. I wouldn't think they'd be rolling out a global television event at noon or Eastern for, for this to see him to fail. So I, I'd, I'd be curious of what a book he would put up. Um, I'm not sure if he does more attempts, if he does break the record and as he keeps going up. Um, well, he that'll be did, interesting. But, he did lift yeah. at one point 465 kilograms, right? Right. So what's that? What's that get us to? I haven't got my calculator in front of me. 2. I know. I threw it out of the. I thought you'd be able to convert it in your head. <laughs> I, should, I should be able to do that. Well, I reckon that sounds like right on 1,100 pounds. I mean, it has to be, right? 465 exactly. yeah. is insane, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. For sure. Yeah. All right. So, so he, at I'll, one I'll point that. in the lead up event, he did 480. So, yeah, so. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 500 kilograms at Europe's strongest man in 2016 appears to be the that appears to be the record. So that would be 1100, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So you got to beat that. Look, the, he's the great so thing close. About this, they've got the they've got mountain the mountain doing it. I'm sure there's other guys that are stronger than him. Um, you know, but out there that yeah. But he's famous. He's Game of Thrones. He's huge. Yeah. He can. He'll get. And people will watch it. It's, I mean, tomorrow you get to watch a bit of him. And then at 7 p.m., you get to watch the uh, Kentucky Turtle Derby, which is on tomorrow night as well. So um, maybe you can figure out how to bet on uh, a couple of turtles, which is sadly, because if any other year, I'd be calling you from the morning of the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, But this year, sadly, no Kentucky Derby until Labor Day weekend. Uh, We're told on Twitch, one kilogram equals 2.2 pounds. So right. we're we're in that ten twenty three ten fifty six range. I would take it, and I would say the mountain. If you could find a bookie, will take your bet. Maybe we could reach out to points yeah. bet and see if they can help you out. All right, I need your help though, real quick before we get out of here, Brad. Uh, we talked about this to open up the hour. Tom Hanks is plus six fifty. He's a top of the list on the open market, global market, if you will, to win best actor for the ninety third Academy Awards. He played an iconic role in Mr. Rogers, and he became, even when you had others like Idris Elba, very famous people, I feel like Tom Hanks became the celebrity poster, if you will, for people dealing with COVID. I feel like those, and I appeal to you, who knows this industry better than anybody, I feel like those two things would lock him in for Best Actor. Well, yeah, all right, so let's have a look at it. So. The film I'm pre- presuming is it the film that he was that, 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 that he'll be nominated for the Elvis Presley biopic. That's what I'm thinking. That's the film he was down in Australia making. Now I'm not sure if that film was completed or his role was completed um, when he was down in Australia catching Corona. Actually, right. There's, there's actually, um, so in, look, I'm not going to go with Hanks. He's got what has he got? Two Oscars already. I wouldn't take that bet at this stage. They've just opened the rules with uh, streaming, so this will be the first year with a mm, uh, and it'll be the only know that. year where the, mo- the movies don't have to be in a cinema to get a cinematic run. They can be just streamed, so uh, that'll throw open everything. That- that'll um, open it wide up. But how's Tom Hanks? 
the Australians, uh, we're all saying that he's the one that gave our country corona. He's the one that Jeez. took it there. Jeez. You know, after he had some you know, dodgy food on a plane or something and um, took it there. Now, And another note on Tom Hanks. Wasn't it bizarre if you saw the Golden Globes in the first week of January, how sick he was at the Globes? Sipping yeah. and coughing and spluttering. and He's had a tough year, poor old Hanksy. Well, that's why I think maybe somebody throws him a sympathy vote, but now the streaming thing makes me rethink it. All right, we're, we're going to yeah. need some more insight into this. Recap billions, and uh, what do you have coming up this week? Is is there somebody we should be looking for? Is there another Zoom interview that, that you have with uh, anybody? Look, I, I put the dollar bill interviews up on YouTube, so you can have a look at that on my YouTube channel. Um, it's good. He's a good guy. If you like billions, you like dollar bill, you, you can have see a bit of him. Um but next week, look, it's one of those games you just wake up Monday and you hope stories pop up and things happen and uh, you can try to create something um, fun out of it. You know, uh, I'll be drinking mint juleps tomorrow afternoon, lamenting the fact that I'm not surrounded by 150,000 crazy uh, Kentucky folk at the Derby, which I go every year. I know, um, I know. I feel yeah, free, brother. It's, it, it's sad, but, but I don't know. Look, I sit here and I talk to you and I hope sports comes back, but Every time, you know, we can only live in hope that what the NFL schedule comes out next week, and we hope that actually will be fulfilled. But it just makes you nervous, you know, how everything is going. Absolutely, Brad. Appreciate you as always. We'll chat next week and recap the Turtle Derby. I promise. Thank yeah, you, sir. Yeah, perfect. All right, Jalen Hurts. Who would have thought? No. Wow. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> at, at, at Brad Planks on Twitter. We'll wrap the hour next here on the second level. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. I wonder what the reason was, and I brought this up earlier. Crazy that Brad, by the way, always has these random interviews that work their way into what he's doing. Jewel. I swear, he had one with Vin Diesel like a year ago where he just randomly had him in some frozen yogurt spot, something like that. He's awesome. But one thing we talked about that I still haven't got a... I just have not received an answer that I think is going to work for me on why Michael Jordan would turn down $100 million for a two-hour appearance. And the only one that I think would work is that he basically tried to check Everybody else, other rich folk out there, athletes, entertainers, or maybe even an owner. Hey, Krauss, you think you're going to do this? Reinsdorf, you think you can get away with this? Isn't that the ultimate power move? Now, coming up in the second hour, Ron has something beyond fake news regarding celebrities and the worst idea for a comeback. Set your system's volume control for slightly above... The normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. You know, there aren't many people that can stand in front of somebody like Mike Tyson and say, don't do it. It's a bad idea. In fact, it's a stupid idea. It's a dumb idea. 
It'll get yourself hurt. You might even get yourself killed. What the heck are you thinking, you moron? There aren't many people who would do that. You remember that video that came out last year of Mike Tyson in what looked to be like a bar or empty bar or a boardroom? One of the two. It was tough to tell with the lighting. Showing a couple of guys out of fight, out of dodge, throwing hands. It, it looked like the hands themselves were timeless. The speed, the power, timeless. Until, of course, you get back in the ring. You see, it's one thing to look at a video of Mike Tyson now at 53 years old. Maybe he was 52 at the time the video came out. And just marvel at the fact that he is so quick and so fast, still moving tight. Not as big as he once was, but I guess you could still bulk back up. But that's all in theory. Because that video is just a nice little picture, if you will. Moving picture, but still encapsulation of what Mike Tyson is now at 53. You put him in the ring, which is something he wants to do. That's one of the worst decisions that he's made outside of some obvious ones, or one at least, that landed him in prison. So I'm not even going to go and equate the two. I'm just saying as far as a career decision, yeah, I get you need to fight Peter McNeely because you just came out of prison and you need something here. This is the worst boxing decision outside of biting off somebody's ear that Mike Tyson could make. And it's not me saying this. It's George Foreman saying this. So don't blame me or don't blame anybody else trying to talk sense into Iron Mike. George Foreman himself said, don't do it. Now, he came back when he was 45. Quote, Tyson has done enough great things for boxing. No more is needed. He's in the Hall of Fame, was a mighty puncher. You read between the lines, keep your butt home. Do you remember the Dr. J versus Kareem thing they tried to shove down our throats when they were ancient? If Mike Tyson fights a young guy, it's not going to look good for him. If Mike Tyson fights a fellow 53-year-old, it's not going to look good for anybody. Unbelievable. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. So we had Brad Blanks on, our celebrity interviewer extraordinaire, our connection to the world of entertainment here on the second level. He said two things. One, and he had everything, all the world behind him, to gloat and remind everybody that he nailed that bet. Jalen Hurts, under 55 and a half, and I love the story of just sweating it out, like I was too. But, you see, I was so anti the pick at the time and really – moving forward that I didn't want to sour it or water it down by reminding people that, oh, we gave you that bet, we gave you that bet, even though we gave you that bet, we gave you that bet. Now, I'm curious, the second thing he said, can we get in trouble for something a guest says, or can we distance ourselves saying, look, that wasn't us, that, you know, guests appear on the show courtesy of fill in the blank, but they don't represent the thoughts and, you know, all that technical jargon that you throw out in order to distance yourself from saying, because Brad basically accused Tom Hanks of being a being the opposite of what he was doing with his antibodies, basically accusing him. And he said that, you know, we all were looking at Tom Hanks rather fishy when he arrived to the country of Australia. And next thing you know, everything went to hell in a handbasket. So I'm just curious, you know, if, 
if that really is something that we should be worried about, I couldn't believe that. But I've heard that from him and others as well, that there is this theory, or at least they're anti-Hanks. My thing is, look, you don't need to be anti-Hanks for that. There is so much you can point to about what he does on screen to be anti-Hanks. You don't need to lump in any conspiracy theory. 800-224-2004 is the phone number. We'll hit fake news coming up in nine minutes. Also, we'll do this at 1240 Eastern. This came up in a conversation yesterday about just interactions and random interactions with celebrities. And Ron mentioned in the break, I think, on the stream, of course, where we're always live, that he had four or five random celebrities, big names, that I would never have guessed them to be true. So I said, all right, let's throw it in there, kind of like a fake news, except it will be with random celebrities. Yeah. Is well, that right I'm gonna, I'll give you five names. One of them is not true. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So it's like yeah. an extended version of fake. We need to get the stories. People come for the fake news for the stories. Yep. But as far as... The randomized celebrities with big names. One, of course, is fake. The rest you actually. And that's what's going to be crazy about it. Like fake news, we get past the fake one, and then you look at what's left. In fact, I even tweeted you about this last night. The whole thing in the Oregon strip club drive through thing is blowing up. I saw that. I credit you, man. You were the first one that brought it to our attention well, here I on can't, the show. I can't take all the credit for it. I, I wasn't the one who uh, dropped the story. I discovered the story for this show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All I, I can talk about. Show. But, you know, that I think that business, uh, that's a new business venture that's going to come out of quarantine. Absolutely right. This thing is not going away. I the mean, drive through pickup. Yeah. Here's what I would do. I would create. In fact, the next step is to create your own chain restaurant. Hub. Well, yeah, chain restaurant is fine as long as you can put a stripper pole or two in there and combine well, no, that's the what two. I'm saying. whatever right. this this place i can't remember what the place is called uh, but you start franchising you, you start, start expanding you one yeah. two three and then what you do is you have some dancers are out there you know they can dance and do whatever happens inside the club and others can wear something similar and become delivery drivers and now you have your own infrastructure well, the delivery driver, you know, that's going to be tough to explain. At least you can go out and say, babe, I know these great burgers. Uh, I'll oh, just man. be right back. Come on. You're talking like a married guy here now who has to you know, dodge well, around stuff. Yeah, aren't you, aren't you going down that road? You, you, I am. Yes. Are you going to be able to pass off to your wife and when you eventually have your kids and have Grubhub show up and just have someone just wearing tassels? No, well, she was gonna, cool with me doing it. You're not going to be able to pass that off? I don't know. Hold on a second. I, I Before the whole thing went to you-know-what, the world went to crap. I had a club here in Philadelphia lined up to host me once a week. So oh, no, I, I believe you. Things change. They do. As soon as things change in the relationship, things this. change outside the relationship. I will say this. Once you get married, 50% of you will change dramatically. The oh. other 50 will remain the same. I look forward to that. Hopefully, I, I just focus on the 50 that remains the same. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying out of the two of you. Right, right. I get, I get 50, what you're saying. 50% of the two of you will change. The other 50% will not change at all. That's why we bought a house with a finished basement, my friend. So I, <laughs> I could never have this place infiltrated. Well, then that's where I guess you're having your Grubhub delivered, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I'll create my own back door here. 800-224-2004. John is in Philly, and he joins us on the second level. What's up, John? Mr. Shander, what's up, sir? How are you? I'm fantastic, brother. Hope all is well with you and yours. 
doing well. I wanted to call him because of your Philly Voice article. We got to talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. You, um, in the article, you were saying that you need to find a way to get Jalen Hurts on the field. If not, this is a wasted pick. But I'm asking, and, and you, we went into the article why you need to get him on the field. But I think that Howie really does have a plan, and it's already a blueprint in front of him. We didn't even really dig that deep, and we found it. If you go back to 2013, the New England Patriots were 12-4. and four. They just lost in the AFC Championship game. They had the number two seed. They were a powerhouse. What did they do that year? They traded for a veteran D-back. They got a Quid to lead. They traded a fourth-round pick for him. They traded for a veteran wide receiver. They exchanged fifth-round picks and brought in Chad Ochocinco. And then in the second round, out of Eastern Illinois, at number 62, they selected Jimmy J. Now, these are the Patriots with the two really great tight ends, the really fast guys on the outside, and running backs in the backfield who can get out in the flats and catch the ball. And they had a franchise quarterback, and they just backed them up. It kind of sounds very familiar to what we have going on here. Maybe Howie said, you know, I'm not that stupid. I'm not just making random picks. There's actually a blueprint, and I'm going to follow it. Okay, real quick. The difference, of course, is Tom Brady's 36 years old, heading into a season where he'll be 37, and you already know that he's, his contract situation is much different. It's not like right after they made Tom Brady a franchise quarterback with a huge deal, they went and drafted Jimmy G. And, oh, by the way, John, Jimmy G's drafting was one of the main cogs in the wheel that drove Brady away. Here's the thing. Ultimately, it's your and my, it's our team, right? So if Carson Wentz doesn't work out in the next two years and Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback moving forward, we'll always root for the team first. My point of it here is that until we see that happen, and again, that's going to be at the expense of Carson Wentz, we, we have to have some tangible value on the field. It's not like Sidney Jones who dropped because he was hurt. It's not like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside where it's like we're frustrated, we need to give up. You draft somebody that high in the second round, I just want to see that person on the field if they're healthy. Carson Wentz, I felt like, didn't need that type of backup, more so like they had with Foles, Winston, hell, even a guy like Dalton if you want to take a shot. The Hurts thing is a long play, and I agree with you, but Wentz right now needed something as opposed to Brady where he was 36-37. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with that. It could have been very dramatically different. My mouth dropped, too, just like everyone else's when we picked this kid Hurts. But I think the focus needs to be on two of the guys you said, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Sidney Jones, Russell Douglas, and Dillard. Those four is basically where our coaching staff and front office have all their marbles. If those four don't pan out because we didn't really address clear backups or replacements for them, if those four don't pan out, then we go to Harry, then, uh, Howie, then we attack him. But right now, I mean, to crush him for this Hurts pick, we just have the best insurance policy for the cheapest amount of money possible. John, listen, that's a great phone call, and I appreciate you weighing in. 800-224-2004 is how you can weigh in like John did in Philadelphia, and that's a great point to end on, one that I will not disagree with at all. And I, I wonder the similar situation going on with Shock and expectation kind of merged into one opinion in Green Bay. But again, it's a little different, right? Because Brett Favre goes on Sirius XM. In fact, Ron, can we play that real quick, please, before the break? Basically, the Rogers clip, uh, pardon me, the Favre clip on Rogers. This is from Sirius XM, reiterating, echoing what all of us, and I'm not even taking credit, we all thought this, 
on Friday morning or Thursday night, technically, when they moved up to draft Jordan Love. But as you'll hear Brett Favre say, and so many others have mentioned this, this is it. Aaron Rodgers is in a contract year. He's already been frustrated. We know there's a report, if you believe it or not, from Bleacher Report saying an AFC coach, which is most likely like a Belichick, said, well, this is just them saying to Aaron Rodgers, we run this thing, you don't. Rodgers is gone. He's out. And if you don't believe me, this is Brett Favre on Sirius XM talking about the inevitable departure from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You know, Tom Brady and, and myself and Joe Montana and Peyton Manning, with, to just to name a few, have finished their career elsewhere. And in my case, I played with four different teams. So I think that that's gonna, you're going to see that trend more and more. And I think Aaron will finish somewhere else. That's my gut. Finish. Try next year. He's out. Look at what happened with Brady. He's out. Carson Wentz, that's a big difference. Carson Wentz has nowhere to go. The only way Carson Wentz is out in Philadelphia is if he gets hurt. That's it. That's Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. A couple of things we'll do before we get out. I mentioned this story with Mike Tyson and the return at 53 years old. There is something from a betting angle I'll bring up. 1240 Eastern as well, we'll talk about and try, you and I on the stream and beyond, we'll try and stump Culver on which of the five celebrities he met that happens to be fake. It's like a single version of To Tell the Truth. But coming up next, we do it every day at this time, fake news on the second level. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Uh, three stories are real. One of them is fake, and that constitutes fake news. Ron Culver at Ron to wins. Culver is a sneaky man when it comes to creating and then tweaking these stories it could be as simple as something with cindy lopper in or not in and that's the difference between a real or a fake story all right my friend uh, let's end the week hopefully for me i still say she's in i don't think she's I- i'm gonna side with mcmullen and say non-essential goonies personnel know? he doesn't know yeah i, I get it he's know. probably not a goonies expert but I like not, he's he, not a goonie at his heart in his heart. He's not, but that's the perfect person to talk to. I need somebody who's objective. <laughs> All right, what do you got today? All right, story number one. People are freaking out over the fact that Robert Downey Jr. donned blackface for his role in Tropic Thunder, a movie that came out 12 years ago. Which, of course, was not anything more than – and I, look, it, I don't know if Tropic Thunder could come out now because of how, because of people that are just fine. And I imagine they're anywhere from like 14 to 21 years old that are going to Twitter. And how did I never know that Robert Downey, the movie itself was making fun of that. And that's part of what people will say is the comedic. And I emphasize that word genius about Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that movie. And it was explained for the people who didn't get it. It wasn't meant to be, right? I mean, there are times in which somebody will do it to either be offensive or be inclusive or make a joke or be over-the-top bigoted and hateful. This was to make fun 
of all of that. So I'm not shocked at all that some 18, 19-year-old kid who has never seen the movie, has no idea what it is, probably tweeted out something like, I can't believe Robert Downey Jr. is in this. Cancel Robert Downey Jr. Like, I'm surprised there isn't a cancel Robert Downey Jr. hashtag on there. Nobody should be donning it, and that's the point of his character in the movie. Wow, that's actually really believable based on the society that we live in currently. All right, what's number two? Story number two. Therapists are suggesting that if you need an escape, to take a quarantine vacation by sleeping in another room. Well, that's not easy for people that live in smaller houses or apartments and all. I mean, what if you live in a studio apartment? Then you sleep on the couch. You've probably been sleeping on the couch for a while, too, right? I I always assume studio apartments have Murphy beds. Yes, I think that you probably would find one or two Murphy beds or futons. Maybe you sleep in in the bathroom then. Or maybe you just get, like, could you do this? Could you just get a sleeping bag and roll it out there on the floor and set up a tent? There you go. So that's the suggestion. Who is this? Some national group, I'm sure. Yeah, some couple of therapists that band together and said hey you know if you need a break from quarantine you could do a quarantine vacation instead of sleeping in your bedroom sleep in the spare bedroom Mm. okay now i i don't think that's a terrible idea i just think that you know you're starting to run the risk of not including everybody if you're going to bring gum to school you better have enough for everybody right well that's a lot of gum yeah, well, your class about, depends on how big your class is. How about is. your uh, your closest buddies and you hide it underneath your tongue? No, no. Can't do you're, that? You're always going to get caught. I used to have a teacher in sixth grade who would throw chalk at people for, like, in the back that would chew gum or rest their head on the wall and fall asleep. And before you think, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, child abuse, he played, I think he played somewhere AAA. But he played baseball, and he was a pitcher. And I kid you not, Ron, he could pinpoint chalk. Like, I, I fell asleep a couple of times in math class. Who the hell's going to stay awake from math in sixth grade, right? And you, you had your head on the backboard if you sat in the back of the class. Gum chewers as well. And I never chewed gum again, in, even in college. I never chewed gum in class. It was just in my head like somebody's going to whip chalk at me. But believable, to say the least. All right, what's story three? Story number three, the world has officially ran out of challenges as the TikTok pee your pants challenge goes viral. Now, is this something like out of the Adam Sandler movie? No, you could. I mean, you can play off of that. Or... You can play off of that. Basically, there's a, uh, a viral clip or whatever. Just the audio portion is like, oh, I peed my pants. And then you hear, you know, liquid hitting the floor. So everyone's taking it upon themselves. They are literally filming themselves in a mirror, staring at a mirror, and you hear like, "Oh, I peed my pants," and then you look at their pants, and you could tell that they're just—they're wet. They're but they're probably from water or something like that. No, unless it's some weird magic trick. Well, that's what I mean. You can look at well, TikTok no, is all about fusing together multiple videos. Well, maybe I think people are actually doing it. Well, either way, it's it's stupid if they're doing it That's in a fake way. That's why I'm saying way, the world stupid. has run out of challenges. Yeah, at this point, though, I feel like it's actually sad. <laughs> if people are really doing it, it's one thing if people are doing it, stopping the video, putting water, 
spraying their sweats or their shorts, whatever, with no, a spray it's bottle. Not, no, it's not that. You see it, uh, it gradually go. Oh, so you see, and that, that's what I'm saying, without yeah. the act of. No, no, no. You see all of a sudden it's dry, and then, you know, I mean, just picture someone uh, being on themselves. It's dry, and then all of a sudden it just starts to grow in yeah. that area. Yeah. Well, this, so this I'm thinking people are actually doing it. Because they're always in the bathroom. There was one guy who was uh, doing a handstand in the shower, and that was just beyond ridiculous. See, how are you so well-versed in all the different times? I would watch it one time, not even get through the whole thing, and say, okay, that's enough for me. I'm done. Yeah, we had to check it out. (laughs) You had to check it out so others didn't. Is that what you're telling us? Exactly. I can warn warn America. (laughs) What's the fourth story? The fourth story, there has been a theme to all the rejoin music today. Yes, I have noticed that. <laughs> I have. In, in fact, I was going to say something at the, I think it was the first, the short segment. No, it wouldn't have been because that's my intro. So it was the 12, 12 Eastern rejoin where I was thinking of actually saying something and actually going to ask you if there is something I should know about this song because I've never heard of it. All right, so let's recap. Four is theme in music today, which I believe is true. One is... Wait, is it one or two that's the one is Robert people, Downey Jr.? One is people freaking out over yes. Robert Downey Jr. So I think Donnie one Blackface. and four are true. Okay. So that leaves the TikTok challenge and story two. The quarantine was, vacation. Yeah, the quarantine vacation. Now, I'm going to appeal to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, Twitter as well, at Shander Show. Don't tweet Ron because he'll mislead you at Ron to wins call. Uh, I would never mislead you. Uh-huh. The whole I segment is about you misleading. I am hurt. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to say, man, this is a tough one here. I really am torn between the two. I see on Twitch people want me to choose three. There has to be something outlandish about that. All right, I'm going to say three. Even if there's something true rooted in the story, You've changed it to now where it's not true. So story three is fake news. The TikTok? Yes. Not the therapist. Oh, you know, Kevin Cook here. (laughs) I got to give him props. At Kevin Cookie 32 on Twitch. The guy has been right all week. And what does that tell you about me me listening to him? First off, Kevin's been here riding with us for the two hours on Twitch. And on top of that, I reward him by ignoring his selection. Yep. Next week, it's just going to be whatever Kevin says, I'm going to choose next week. All, right. all five days. All right. uh, I look forward to challenging Kevin. Yes. the uh, Well, the TikTok are, story is real. The and TikTok story is real. There, uh, You can uh, go to, if you're a part of TikTok, the TikTok community, you can probably type in pee your pants challenge and you'll see all the various videos. Or you can probably just Google it and see some videos of people urinating on themselves. Uh, people are upset that Robert Downey Jr. is donning blackface. Uh, yes, in Tropic I, I know Thunder, that. Twelve years later. Well, and, and the thing though is, I mean, they were upset then. It kind of right. everyone kind of then saw the movie was like, oh, okay, we kind of get the we joke. We get it, right? And, but here's because it's a joke. It's, but I, I don't want people to think like, oh, there's a statute of limitations. If you're what was it Virginia, the congressman down, or I think it was a governor down there. Like, if you are doing something, even the Canadian prime minister wasn't he caught a couple of right Trudeau? So. Yeah. It, it, I don't, if you are doing this as like a costume at a Halloween party and yeah, it's 25 years ago. Yes, and you should be exposed for it. Yeah. But this is ridiculous. This is, I mean, they literally were making fun of it because he would say things like, 
what do you mean you people? And then there's an actual black right. man standing behind him going, what do you mean you people? Right, exactly. I mean, the whole thing was, the whole point of it is to make fun. Look, yeah. if we can't make fun of us being idiots, then it's time to leave the planet. I'm sorry. Exactly. We all just need to check out. Good stuff, man. The surface. It's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. So one of the stories that was true for fake news was Ron playing rejoins to a specific theme. Yeah. And I'm wondering how many people listening right now, especially on Twitch, are just singing in their head, jamming out to this song right now. Because you know it's good. Don't deny it. I don't know what song this is. What? How have you survived this long and not know this song? It's one of the most viral songs. It was like the original viral song. How do you know I don't credit my survival this long to not knowing songs like that? That's not a credit. That's a disservice. I'm telling. No, I I am opposite. I you know I'm like the 120 year old person who says all I do is smoke and drink when it comes to pop culture. I attribute all as limited and small, minuscule <laughs> amount of success that I have. I attribute it to not knowing about the crab, not knowing about a TikTok video where you film yourself. Oh, no, that's fine. You can that's fairly new, but this one this thing has been around for well over a decade. So are you playing one hit wonders with a Friday theme? Well no, these are well, they're not one hit wonders, but everything has Friday in the in the song title. Okay. Okay. I mean, but you didn't play Doctor Dre Friday, keep their heads No, ringing. no, well, you know, I gotta keep it clean. You could play that as far as it on. You could just play the rejoin, the music, the instrumental. Oh, man. What other great Friday songs did we not get to today? Well, we only have one more. Well, I know. I know. But I'm just curious because I'm sure you have something locked and loaded for the final. Yeah, I already rejoin. do. Right. So it's not going to be Dr. Dre. It's not going to be Dr. Dre. Ring. No. Right. Which is as synonymous with Friday as Cindy Lauper's song is synonymous with the Goonies. Uh, beg to differ. Is there another song that you could think of with Friday outside of the Dr. Dre song that was basically in parentheses Friday? I've put up eight of them so far. Well, true. As far as <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as synonymous. Now with the you've movie. never seen you 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 don't know who Rebecca Black is. I do not. That's that's Admittedly. the song Friday that you just heard. No, it came out eight years ago. 142 million views on YouTube. How have you not seen that? Again, I go out of my way. Somebody says, hey, you got to see this. What do I have to see? And they fill in the blank, and they say, no, I'm just Rebecca curious, like, Black? How, how did you miss that, especially in the biz? You've never heard somebody play that on a Friday? If I did. It's a popular I'd... thing. Even, even you know, every radio show at some point has played that song on a Friday. No, because if, if I'm going to play a song on Friday, I'll have the producer play the Dre song or something more. Yeah, but you still do that one because it's a little hokey. Yeah, but and again, if I didn't know mood. about it, why would I go to it, right? I don't I don't know what now I don't you know. know. See, I'm here. I'm here to educate. Okay, and now I'll never listen unless you play it. I promise you I'll never listen no, to it. No, you got to you're going to google it. You have more of a chance of watching The Wire right now. Honestly, you have more of a chance of sitting down and watching a full season of The Wire than I do of hearing that outside of working with you. No, I doubt it. Ask, I, ask your fiance. I bet you she's heard it. 
I don't know. She's smarter than me, and she stays away from stuff like that, too. Although she teaches eighth grade, so she probably has. Guarantee she's yeah, there. There you have it. So I put a poll up at Shander Show, and you could vote if you want, at Ron Duens Culver at SB Nation Radio. Of course, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Which would you rather go 100 days with? And, and I'm saying right now, starting today. So what's 100 days from May 1st? May, June, July, a little into August. So you're going to go, which is normally a lull, but we could have, we really should have, and maybe I will just amend it and say this is starting football season. All right, I'll be cruel and say starting September 1st, September, October, November. There you have three, right, meat months when it comes to sports. This is the big conversation right now. And I hate to break it to everybody out there, but... Nobody. The only thing that matters right now from today, May 1st, until December 31st, 2020, the only thing that matters from a sports standpoint. And you know what? This is going to sound a little crass and it is going to sound myopic to some people, but it's true. The only thing that matters right now is the NFL comes back. That's it. If other sports return and the NFL gets pushed back, it's going to return this sense of lull that we've been defeated, the quarantine, whatever it may be that is going to serve as a direct reason why the NFL can't come back. That's going to be the biggest kick in the stones right there. Way more than if the NBA sneaks into playoffs or if whenever the NHL decides to do the same thing, Major League Baseball can take the year off. The NBA can say, we need to wait until 2021. NHL can say, what, what season? We're already preparing for next year. PGA is back. We know that. UFC 249 is up in two weeks. We know all of this stuff. If the NFL does not come back, it is a major blow, one in which it's going to have a humongous impact because none of those other sports are going to be able to, A, exist truly in a sustainable fashion and take up three months of our time like the NFL. There won't be an easy distraction. There won't be one in which you can go to and remind yourself, yeah, things are crazy right now. I don't have a job. Things are nuts as far as the economy. We have a distraction. We have the NFL. The NFL is the distraction when it comes to sports. There isn't anything else. I don't care if you're Brad Blanks up at 1 a.m. trying to bet on Australian horse racing or you're waiting for another marble race or you've got to bet on who the next leader is in North Korea. The reality is is everything from a money standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, from a betting standpoint, everything starts and ends with the NFL. I'll take it a step further. You can even push it to look at college. Well, what about college football? Same principle as everything else. The one thing that separates college football with the NFL is that we're talking now about kids. I know a lot of times we forget when we watch how great some of these athletes are, soon-to-be NFL players, but we're still talking about mass travel. We're still talking about students. We're still talking about young human beings, not talking about people in their late 20s, early 30s, who are playing a multi-million dollar sport where money is guaranteed to them for contracts. That's where you start to focus in on the economics. So by no means would I look at this and think we'd be okay this year from a mental standpoint, really from a psychological standpoint, if we don't have the NFL. Everything is predicated on the NFL. So that's really where we're doing. I'll amend the poll here now 
starting September 1st. All right? 100 days. Would you rather go 100 days without live sports or without sex? And I just want you to vote on this because this is going to be a pretty big topic of conversation for uh, the Saturday show. We kind of stretch out a little bit, don't have as many young listeners in the car there. But I'll give you a quick example. At Jordangles Quarterback Factory on Twitter, I have a one-year-old. The no sex is pretty much guaranteed. Give me sports. Now, don't you think as a parent, Ron Culver, that's going to be the majority answer, as I saw you liked the tweet as well. So you're wrapped up in this now. There's no out for you. Say what? Wasn't as listening. a parent, don't you think <laughs> Jordangles Dangle's tweet about him having a one-year-old, so one of those options is pretty much out? Yeah. No, that's, give, uh, that's, give him sports. You know what, uh, Jordangles? Dangle's, I'm going to break it to you. Um, my youngest is three. My oldest is 12. It really doesn't get any better. Just letting you know. He's right now at the beginning of a long road downhill. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. You're counting the days until yeah, he's off to college. Unbelievable. You know, Unbelievable. freedom again. It's It quickly becomes, hey, what you up to? You awake? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's pretty much, how, that's pretty much married, uh, marriage life. You know what, though? When it comes to that specifically, I don't think the means matter. It's just the end. That's all you need to get to. Pretty right? much, yeah. The meads don't justify the end so long as you get to the end. I never quite understood, uh, you know, the Al Bundy married with children stuff when when, when the deed was done in that TV show. Right, right. Uh, Until until now. Now, now. Okay. Yeah. So Where she would always complain, and he was like, I'm good. Do you remember, I want to get this in here. Do you remember? That's what she said. Yeah, exactly, right? See, you're making the jokes now. I know we got kids in the car. Come on. Do you remember... Of course, I don't. I'm joking. But do you remember Abina Akizi no. from Maryland? No. He played at Maryland. He was a center. It was probably the most random encounter I've ever had with. And again, he was not a humongous celebrity at the time, but he was on a pretty big Maryland team. And I was flying from D.C. to Boston and got bumped up to first class and basically had a three hour or however long the flight was conversation with him. I was working in sports media. So this wasn't like, oh, I sat next to Robert De Niro. It was somebody who was big in my world that I never thought in a thousand years I would sit next to. It was one of the most random encounters I've ever had. Now you've had that times a bunch because you've had a bunch of different five celebrity encounters, except one of these encounters never happened, right? Correct. Okay, now I want you to go through the five here. We'll see if we can determine. I'm 0 for 1 today on determining your lies. Yep. All right, number one, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, you said that already because SWAT. I'm giving you a freebie, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, So you you know for for a fact there's one name out there. Correct. That you know is uh, I'm not lying. That's how you know I'm not making this up. Okay, number two, Dick Van Dyke. Okay, was he eight and eight is enough? Dick, no, that's Dick Van Patten. Oh, okay, Dick Van Dyke. He's been Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang okay. Bang, the Dick okay. Van Dyke Show. Right, Living I thought Legend. he was also. I know all that. I just thought he was the other show too. Okay, yeah. number three, John Elway. Am I allowed to ask any questions about yeah, these? Go or? ahead. What capacity did you meet Dick Van Dyke? Uh, I did. Uh, I was uh, in college. I was in a play with his grandkids, and he came backstage. Okay, and you're from L.A., Hollywood, so that, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. 
You John, mentioned the third one was John Elway. Elway, right? We live, live and work and breathe sports. Okay. Yep. I, I need I need more before I have uh, any time. Oh uh, well, here. Uh, John Elway and I went to the same high school. Okay, and you're the same age? No, we're not the same age. Okay. Come on, hey, give me give me a little credit. My lord, that that kind of hurt. Well, I meant same age. Maybe you were a freshman when he was a senior. No. <laughs> All right, so you met Elway. Who's four? Yeah, is uh, my high school football field is named after his honor, so I saw him at a field dedication. All right, I can believe that. Uh, number four, Tony Hawk. That's believable because we brought him up on something, and you referenced him, and I feel like there's a connection. If you reference stuff, there's always a story or something well, behind maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so maybe who's I five? just know too much. Number five, Jane Goodall. She's from. Oh, I know her. The the woman who uh, hung out with chimpanzees and dedicated her life to chimpanzee com- oh, conservation. She's, she's not the probation officer in Grown Ups. Uh, no. Who's that? Probation officer in Grown Ups. Yeah. She's a Jane. What, what are you talking about? Do you remember um, no. the movie? Know. Not Grown Ups. Um, yeah, it is. It, not Grown Ups. What's the movie with Paul Rudd and Stifler? Jane Lynch? Jane Lynch. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. no. Jane Got Goodall, it. she's a conservationist. Yeah, yeah, I know who Jane Goodall is now. I just I conflated the two. Yeah. Okay, so. Which one am I lying about? I honestly think you're lying about. Now I don't know. I'm torn between Goodall and Hawk. I'm going to say you're lying about Jane Goodall. No, actually, that could be some kind of crazy story. All right, I'll say Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk did not happen. Nah, I never met John Elway. So he did he's actually his I, high we school? Actually, we actually did go to the same high school. He, See, the, the football field is dedicated in his honor. I was nowhere near <laughs> that, that that location when that happened. Yeah, but there's no way I would have known that. Like, I there's no I way. Know. That, the, that's the, the whole thing point. that's trippy though is that you know, you know, Dick Van Dyke. The Dick Van Dyke story is true. I did meet Dick Van Dyke because I was in a play with his grandkids, so he came backstage to give us all a pep talk. Uh, I used to teach in a former life. I was a teacher at a very uh, well-to-do school in San Diego, so I taught Tony Hawk's son. And because I was at this well-to-do school in San Diego, Jane Goodall came and spoke to the school. So what was Hawk like? As a, a, He's actually a down-to-earth kind of guy. Yeah, but was he like a helicopter parent? No, or was not he at just all. like, a, you know, hey, let my he kid was, hit the half-pipe of life, man? Pretty much. You know, go get in there. It was at elementary schools. Get in there, learn your A, Bs, and Cs, one, twos, and threes, and then, you know, let's cut. Let's cut out once uh, school gets out. Did he his kid not escape? He was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were. I think they learned how to skate before they could walk. Right, right. But he was always the first parent in line to pick up his kids, so. Wow. That's insane. And then Goodall makes sense there as well. So Elway, but again, yeah, you basically lied funny to fool en- me. Funny enough, I haven't met too many sports people. Well, that's the thing. Which is sports weird. people, it just comes natural now because you start doing like Super Bowls and other stuff. Yeah, just- I haven't. I haven't done any of those yet. You bump into people. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, someday down the road, I might be. I might. They might let me loose out of here. Monday, I'll tell you about the elevator that I shared with Joe Montana carrying three Papa John's pizzas at the New York City location for uh, the Super Bowl. So there's always something going. All right, we'll wrap the hour here next on the second level. 
You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Is this the Bengals updated version, Manic Friday now? Like, no, what this, song is this? This would be The Cure. Uh, Friday, I'm in love. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've heard that before. I hope so. Absolutely. Well, that's much better than Rebecca Black. Come on. Do yourself a favor. Watch some Rebecca Black this weekend. You know what I might do is I might bet on some E-NASCAR. William Hill just released some lines for the finish line 150. Why don't you get in on that? Forget the Ocho Saturday night. Why don't you bet on some virtual racing, Ron? Can That's you? a weekend for you. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. You can't vir- virtual can't do racing that. into the last dance. 